don't adjust your TV screens. This is not a repeat. We begin the year how we ended it with our guest author, Rachel Henderson. Welcome As we said before, (laughs) Rachel is the author of Sew Witchy, Tools, Techniques, and Projects for Sewing Magic, uh, which we talked about initially in episode 73. And then we just talked about the scent of lemon and rosemary working domestic magic with Hestia in our previous episode number 88. So it's fitting that we would have Rachel on at the beginning of the year since our running theme for 2023 is the wheel of the year. And that conveniently is covered in chapter 11 of Rachel's book, The Scent of Lemon and Rosemary. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. So welcome back. Thanks for joining us again, Rachel. (laughs) Thank you for having me. This is awesome. So let's start with what is the wheel of the year. So traditionally, I know the wheel of the year having eight sabbats, which is the two solstices, the summer and winter solstices, the two equinoxes at spring and autumn, and then the four halfway points in between. That's the neo-pagan Wiccan or witch calendar that a lot of people know. Rachel, you have a really cool take on the wheel of the year. What's your relationship with it? Is it useful? And then explain to us your take. Oh, sure. My family does follow the wheel of the year. Most of it is the, we celebrate the solstices primarily. So instead of Christmas, we have solstice is our big holiday. That mostly, our following of the wheel of the year mostly stems from the fact that for the longest time I shared custody with my ex and with the way the custody worked out, he would have her for winter break. So we would never see her for Christmas. And Hmm. what we decided was, oh, solstice always falls before winter break starts. So we'll just have our little solstice celebration. But I've always, not always, but ever since I was introduced to the concept of the will of the year, that's always really fascinated me. This idea of a way of ordering time that isn't the typical Christian dominated ordering that we have nowadays. Understanding that this is, yeah, pretty much a modern invention that kind of cribs a bunch of dates from loosely associated Celtic days But the fact that you also have modern equivalents like May Day, you have the Halloween, not modern, but May Day being a modern equivalent, the fact that it is in between the Easter, that's a cross-quarter celebration. It just, this idea of taking something ancient and reimagining it, recreating it to something where you can follow it that doesn't require you to, again, be dependent on that modern Christian interpretation of it just really always appealed to me. Yeah, that's cool. And so reading in your book, again, sometimes you just have to have someone give you permission to let things go out of your life. If you don't resonate with one of these holidays, just don't include it. It's just that easy. (laughs) Yeah, because my favorite holiday is Thanksgiving. I freaking love that holiday so much. I also recognize that it is super problematic with the mythology behind it and the how it diminishes our effect on the indigenous land and the indigenous peoples here. And if there was any other time where we could get four days off for everybody or a majority, like 
for all my friends and family that I knew that they are going to get that time off and we could celebrate it a little earlier, celebrate it during Maybon, mm-hmm. I would do that. And it's that weirdness of we have this society that has certain days that are off that don't really fit with my own personal morals and beliefs. And it gets a little bit weird. So having someone give you permission of, okay, yes, it's weird. And there are some holidays that have outlived their usefulness and you don't have to celebrate them. That just ties into this idea that it should be personal. Timekeeping has to be somewhat standardized so that we can all agree that a Monday is a Monday and a Saturday is a Saturday, but also there's nothing saying that you can't personalize it and and make it your own. Yeah. Yeah. I wish that we could celebrate Thanksgiving the same time that they do in Canada. Or love that closer to Mabon would be really cool when the fruit harvest is really coming in. So being able to reclaim it and have it be a Native American heritage acknowledgement day and a gratitude day and do something else with it gives us a flex into our personal power on that day. And even having the day after Thanksgiving, which in America is known as Black Friday, and reclaim that as buy nothing day Mm -hmm. and have it be a day of service or a day of acknowledging indigenous people's day or a day of volunteer and service or anything. You have some really cool exercises in your book around this personal wheel of the year. What are some of the things that you suggest that people could do when it comes to creating your own wheel of the year? The exercises in the book and what I suggest is I tried to come up with a couple different ways. Some people are planners. Some people are, they could sit down, you could sit them down with something, okay, plan this out. And they'd be like, what? Whereas some people like me are all like, I want to sit down and I'm going to have my books out. I'm going to have my planner out. I'm going to have my colored pencils and my tabbies and all this other stuff. And I'm going to plan this out ahead. I feel like if you are a planner, There's nothing better than getting yourself your 2023 planner, your 2023 calendar and sitting down with it and start going month by month. Start with people's birthdays. Start with traditions that you have in your family. If you guys always get together the fourth Saturday of April for something, put that on your calendar. If you are more not a planner, but more experiential. This will be a longer process, but you make notes of stuff in your planner as you're going through that year. And then at the end of the year, then you can take all that note keeping and all the little notes you made on your planner and transfer those over to your new planner, your new calendar, that sort of thing. That's like the nitty gritty, like the actual mechanics of it or the actual like figuring out what you want to have on there. That's deeply personal. And there's a few tricks you can use. There's lots of different websites that list like these are the, you have all these national such and such day or worldwide such and such world turtle day. You can go to those sites and just start putting in keywords for stuff that's important to you and be like, okay, when is this day? And put that in your planner be like, this is when I'm going to, I'm going to have my focus. I'm going to do my ritual on that day. I'm going to do magic on that day that's associated to turtles and their preservation. Another thing you mentioned is not only putting events like that in your calendar, but making notes 
like a week or two prior so that you do the preparation for it before you just jump into doing the thing because quite often you can't just like oh i'm gonna do the big thing today oh wait but i don't have this and where did that other thing go that i wanted to do and then it doesn't happen and i think we've all been there yeah and that's one of those things that i put in there for people who aren't planners because people who are planners are already gonna be like I've already have my list and I already know I'm going to go out at this time to pick up the ingredients I need and everything like that. I would be lost without my planner. I call it my journal because it's not just my planner with the dates and everything on there, but like I keep all sorts of, I tend to be the person who write stuff after the fact so I can look back and go, okay, this is when I did stuff, which again is very helpful. Then the next year when I'm getting ready for the follow-up year, I can put in, oh, this is when I can expect my doctor's appointment and Mm. all that mundane stuff. But it helps for people who are not planners. If you put the note in ahead of time when you're thinking about it, then that just saves you time later when the day is there and you're like, oh, it was eat ice cream for breakfast day and I did not get any of my ice cream or toppings or anything. So I guess I'm going to skip it this year. Yep. Oh, and that's a terrible one to miss of all of them. It's my husband's favorite. (laughs) I want us to try and brainstorm some ideas and help kindle some imagination from our Mm. listeners about doing this since it's the new year and thinking about how to plan your personal wheel of the year coming into the new year. If we could take a quick break, when we come back, let's make them. Let's think about ideas about our own personal wheel of the year. So stick around and we'll be right back. Hey, Knit Spell fans, join our Patreon for just $13 a month to gain access to extended episode comments, episode outtakes, behind the scenes and bonus content, magical making tips, monthly polls to influence future topics and guests, and interact with your fellow patrons. Plus, you'll be supporting one of your favorite podcasts. Join today to gain access to our entire post history. Visit patreon.com forward slash light from lantern to learn more and sign up. Jim and I look forward to seeing you there. Your hands are the map to achieving anything you want in life. But it's hard to read that map in just one reading. My coaching packages allow me to work with you over time to build towards your goals. We bring in life coaching, executive coaching, leadership coaching. We bring in tarot, palmistry, a little bit of astrology, all the mystical and the practical together. And these amazing coaching pathways that my clients are on already really help propel people towards their goals. Learn more about Jim's new coaching packages. Visit thedivinehand.com to learn more. And we're back. So before we get into more ideas about how we could customize our own wheels of the year, why do we even want to make one? What do you think we have to gain from really making a personalized calendar like this? I think at its most basic, It is a tool for self-discovery because it requires you to think about what's important to you. I think there's often a lot of pressure to just go along and celebrate whatever is the celebrations. Okay, it's 4th of July weekend or Christmas is now here 24-7. As soon as June is over, it's Christmas season anymore. There is this just this expectation and it's oftentimes easier just to go along with that. But 
this offers you the opportunity to just, and it may be that you go through and all of your holidays align with holidays that are already being celebrated. And that even is, that's an answer. Looking at what is important to you and looking at, okay, this is what I'm putting on my will of the year. And that tells me something about myself, about myself, about my magical practice, about what is important to me. And if nothing else, even if you don't use your will of the year ever again, I think that can provide some really important information. Yeah, absolutely. It's also being at cause, like it's choosing 4th of July rather than just being at the whim of 4th of July, if that's important to you. Or it's choosing a particular holiday. And even if it's one that's prescribed by our culture, but it's you being at cause with that and understanding, yeah, because for me, I'm a veteran and that's important to me. And that's something where I was able to come out as a witch and have my unit support me as a witch in the military. And I was part of the thing with the VA to get the pinnacle on headstones. And so I'm really proud of being a proud witch veteran. And so 4th of July is really important. I know someone like that. Whereas a lot of us would be like 4th of July, blah. But for Mm. some people, that could be really important to them. You also offer tips on, depending on your living situation, maybe it would be a good idea to invite people in the family to coordinate on the wheel of the year as well, which is another great thing, whether it's just roommates who are cool and accepting of what's going on, or maybe they don't have to know it's magically active necessarily. It can just be a planning tool as far as they're aware, or your household members. It's a great way to get everyone involved and pull out the crafting tools and make it fun. And then you get to do the real fun part, which is brainstorming on your own personal holidays you might want to put in your personal wheel of the year. You have several in your book, which were amazing and so inspiring. (laughs) And I'm hoping that you'll share those with us first. (laughs) Oh, I'm presuming you talked about the evening. Yes, Um, definitely that one. What is that? Uh, Okay, so again, Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday and I will make a ridiculous amount of food, like way more food than could consume because I like to celebrate the abundance. I like to celebrate that we have the ability to get the food, to cook the food, to have a glut of food. And that then necessitates you're going to be spending the whole idea is to cook enough on Thanksgiving that you don't have to really cook again until uh, Monday. (laughs) (laughs) That's occasionally, yeah, I cooked a a lot this year. It just became over time what I call Thanksgiving is I call it the evening. And so there's the first day Thanksgiving is the evening. The second day is the evening too, pie for breakfast when you're eating all of your leftover desserts because nothing mm. is better than you get your peppermint tea and a, some pumpkin pie and so great. Mm. Uh, <laughs> there's evening three. That's when I take the leftover turkey and I make turkey frame soup. Mm. And then there's eat four, which is the for casserole, where I make a casserole out of all the final leftovers that we have. And it just became a four day of us just eating and hanging out and playing games. We always have people over the Saturday of Thanksgiving. We call it Thanksgiving. Mm. And we play, we have people over to help us finish up 
leftovers and we just eat and play board games or card games, then that's the celebration of family and togetherness that I love. Yeah. It sounds like a lot of laughter. Sounds like a lot of fabulous food. How did this come about? What was like, Um, we should make this a four day thing and I'm not cooking again because of all these leftovers or whatever. Part of it was cooking because we had all the leftovers. Part of it was because you have kids home from school. My husband has always had jobs where he didn't have to work that Friday. And it was this idea of, again, since we wouldn't have Christmas break, winter break with my daughter, that gave us our little mini of all of us just hanging out together. Thanksgiving came from the fact that we had a lot of friends who were college age friends who by the time Saturday rolled over, they were like, we are so sick of being with our family. Mm. Like we are just done. I'm like, well, why don't you come over here? And you can eat leftovers and we'll play games and you don't have to listen to parents or aunts or uncles or grandparents asking you about what it is you're going to be doing with your life or any awkward you're questions. Not married. Same four <laughs> yeah, stories over and over again. <sighs> yeah, exactly. It started off as a way to one, because I eventually realized I'm like, this is a ridiculous amount of food and you either have to stop or you have to find more people to eat stuff. And I'm like, I will just feed more people. Um, It's a better way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. But that's for me, that holiday is that's what that holiday is about togetherness and gratitude and abundance. And for me, it has always been abundance has always been that full fridge. Mm. You open up that fridge and there's nothing when you have spent a lot of time, sometimes food insecure or income insecure, being able to open up that fridge and see that there's food there that just huge hits all of the things that I'm grateful for and Mm. all the things that for Mm. me, that's what that holiday is about. Beautiful. What would be some of your things you'd put on your wheel of the year? Outside of like Thanksgiving, a lot of people do Friendsgiving where they invite Mm. friends over Mm -hmm. for the day after or whatever. But we have other things like we used to do Horror Fest in October, which was a big gathering of friends to watch horror movies all day long and eat terrible foods and smoke awful things and be high and happy and eat lots of carbs and watch horror movies all day. Of course, there's birthdays and anniversaries. We used to do a holiday party in December. It would always be a very fab 50s style party. And we used to live on Howell Street. And so we'd call it the Howell Street Holiday Hello. And I would (laughs) hand deliver little cards to all the neighbors and all of our friends. And we'd just have just 80 of our closest friends over. And it was a total celebration of abundance and people would bring food and it would just be a fun party. Those parties, I always mix pagans and muggles and neighbors and coworkers and everyone all together because I love to watch different people interact. And I always got the feedback of, you always have the most interesting parties. I meet the most fabulous people. So that's that's always fun. And then the last one that we do, I have a regular Jay Aries meeting. And so that is a group of friends who are all have a first name that starts with J and we're all Aries. And so we get together and shoot the breeze and gossip and have our regular meetings. What about you, Katie? (laughs) What would be on your personal wheel of the year? I wish I had more exciting, interesting holidays. I'm really going to have to uh, deep dive. Yeah, Yeah. I definitely want to do some sort of popcorn holiday. So that was an inspiring (laughs) something that I'm going to have to log in for future use. But one day that I, Jim's going to hate me for saying this, but I don't outwardly celebrate my birthday with people. 
but I don't hate you for that. Traditionally, I have always celebrated it by taking off the day of work, at least after I went on my whole thing of, I don't like birthdays. I don't even like to celebrate. I do at least like to take the day off. And then Halloween has always been my number one holiday, no matter what, any excuse to dress up as a witch. Who knew that was foreshadowing a long time ago? <laughs> I would at least start there and then I'll we'll keep everyone abreast of the popcorn holiday celebration notice once I figure that out. Yeah. Katie <laughs> loves popcorn. We didn't have that conversation on our recording. Did no, we? didn't. No. <laughs> oh, guess what? If you're on our Patreon, maybe you can grab it as an outtake. So maybe. Who knows? <laughs> There's a love of popcorn amongst the people that may have been a conversation offline. That's mm -hmm. right. I love popcorn. Just so you know, you can always gift me with popcorn. Just putting it out there. Good to know. Yeah. So this can be quite an undertaking. And yeah. you told us in the first half some tips about going about it, how you could make a whole list ahead or just like your year. But what would you offer as some tips to help folks actually finish this project? Because I feel like it's one that people could go in and be like, I have my things and here's the list. And then they never like finish it or yeah, do it. Yeah, by the time they get to May, they're like, oh, that's enough. <laughs> I think that you uh, start small, like mm. we were talking before. If you want to stick with the whole will of the year theme, pick eight and put them on there because usually eight you can scatter throughout the year and have a good mix. Keeping it simple, um, keeping it as part of your routine. If you're doing it ahead of time, set aside the time for it. Like pour yourself a glass of wine, pour yourself some coffee, get a little snack, get out all your creative pens and pencils and everything and give yourself a time limit. So say, I'm gonna do this for an hour. If you put a time limit on there, then it helps not to get that overwhelmed and it doesn't mm -hmm. feel that like it's going to take forever. And then if at the end of the hour you haven't finished, you can always just go to your planner and say, okay, I'm going to finish this on this date and do the same thing. If you're doing this as part of, I'm going to do it throughout the entire year and I'm just going to mark stuff. If you're already writing stuff down on your planner, then you're pretty much there. Otherwise, what you can do is set a timer on your phone or set a little calendar invite. Make an invite with yourself. Make a date with yourself to check mm. in and be like, I'm going to spend 15 minutes just looking over how last month was and making note of anything that comes to mind. And that can be really useful because then the stuff that you're going to be thinking of, that's big stuff. It made an impression. And mm. so if you're remembering it after you've been through the month, you're going to be like, oh, okay, this must be important. Getting people involved. Like we have two children. We have a 18 year old and 11 year old and getting them involved. No one will keep you on task more than an 11 year old boy. <laughs> <laughs> where if you say you're going to do a thing, he will be right there going, I thought we were going to blah, blah, blah. I have on occasion told my husband that I kind of regret having taught him how to read a clock. <laughs> because he will be right there with, it's time for, oh my goodness, can we have five more minutes? No, you don't have a snooze button. So yeah, getting people, other people involved, getting friends involved. If you're part of a coven, having it as a coven craft. Um, or if you're part of a group like the J. Aries, the, where you guys could get together and do things, that then gives you accountability. But yeah, even doing the 
putting a calendar invite that then you're being accountable to yourself, which for some people works, for some people it doesn't. Often it doesn't work with me because I know my own boss and she's easy to fool. I feel like I have that same boss. That's weird. You know, huh? yeah. Yeah. The boss I have, he's he's similar. Similar? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Working um, for yourself. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah. 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 So yeah, all of those are ways where you can keep yourself accountable, keep yourself moving, having a lot of fun stuff on your wheel of your, like having a variety of holidays, observances help. It shouldn't all be, I'm going to the graveyard to set flowers on my grandparents' graves or stuff like that. Have some of the, my husband's favorite ice cream for breakfast day. Some mm. fun, silly things where you're looking forward to it. It doesn't always have to be very staid and heavy. And nothing like a calendar full of obligations. Ooh, fun. Yeah. I have a friend who, they don't do it every year, but she's part of a group where they have Schwarzfest where what they do is they watch Arnold Schwarzenegger movies for 24 hours and whoever is still awake by the end of it wins and usually it's like a bottle of really nice alcohol is the prize but somebody hosts and they all get together and they're not watching it's not just like total recall and stuff mm-hmm. like that predator they're watching like what is it hercules in new york Ooh. And, but they do deep dives yeah. yeah they do deep dives of arnold schwarzenegger movies so you can do fun stuff like that do communal stuff where tell your friends hey we're gonna do a thing this is the date i'm gonna host it uh we're gonna do tea and tarot you're gonna come over we're gonna have tea we're gonna read tarot cards for each other we're gonna have Schwarzfest. we're gonna have mm-hmm. just something where we get together and when you do a communal thing like that and you get more people involved it's more likely you're going to stick with it Mm, and once you've gotten through the year you've set up a habit especially you get to that end of the year and you're getting your new planner or calendar or sitting down with your computer and you're typing that stuff in there once it's on your calendar you tend to to go with it it's that's the kind of the thing that planning companies always talk about is once you've written, you know, write it down. Because when you write it down, you're more likely to do it, yes. to pay attention to it. Getting over that first year is a little bit of a hurdle, but once you've done it, you've done the hardest work there is. Oh yeah, and now all it's just foundation. Yeah, now it's all just celebrating Wolf Newt and That's exactly and all of that, <laughs> and making your own holidays wherever you find that there is some gap. Yeah. Yeah. So what I'm getting right. is you can start small. It doesn't have to be a big production. It can just be with your family. It can be a big production, but it doesn't have to be every single week. It can just be a few times a year at once a quarter mm-hmm. or once a month. It can be a brunch. It can be a dinner. It can be a movie night. Like we do horror fest. That was a movie night, a yeah. movie day, an all day movie marathon. The point of it is to bring some order to your time and mm-hmm. have certain things that become customs and become holidays and things that you just do that bring meaning to the march of time. Because we were talking about how it's already December Mm. and you can feel like the year has just flown by. Whereas if you have these holidays, they provide like touchstones to slow it down a little bit. And Mm. so you're looking up from everything around you that you've been focusing on and you're like, oh, Let's take a breath. Let's Mm. ground and get in touch with 
what is really important. I yeah. guess I also think about there's always those things that you've been meaning to do. Like we've been meaning to do a witchy movie night where we watch like an old movie like The Craft or some other witchy movie with a bunch of other witches or host that. Or we've been meaning to have a neighborhood brunch or we've been meaning to do whatever. Mm -hmm. But guess what we didn't do? We didn't put it out on the calendar or plan it or something like that. And to look at it like a living document too, not something much like a business plan that you just lay out in the first of the year and then never look at again and hope for the best. Yeah, there were things I was looking forward to, but I don't remember when they were. (laughs) And I love that purpose of having it be a way to touchstone so that your days don't just go by without like, where did the year go? You can look back and say, gosh, think of all the cool things we did. Mm. Yeah, This is a good time to do it. January is that month. And the first week of January, first couple weeks are all about, I'm going to get my life together. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to pay off all my bills. I'm going to stop drinking and smoking and all this stuff. So why not take an hour or two and channel that energy into something that you can then put on your calendar and for the rest of the year, you will have all these little touchstones and all these little moments that you can look forward to and then look back on fondly. Yeah. And it's like a little gift for your future self too. Oh yeah. yeah. I remember organizing this fun little holiday because I know this is a month that I need a break. Scream and popcorn for breakfast once a month from here on out. Delicious. That's right. There you go. go. I'm excited to see what you come up with for a popcorn holiday and to see it like take off like Wolf Newt and some of the other new holidays that we have going on. Oh yeah. It'll be the great popcorn holiday. That's right. You decide to call it. I think I figured it out. It's popcorn and puns and it's going to be called popcorny mass. I love it. Perfect. (laughs) Popcorn and dad jokes. And it's our two favorite things. Yay. (laughs) There we go. Get me, Jim. (laughs) I know you. It's like we've been doing a podcast together for two years. Yes. You can look forward to that upcoming event at some point. We'll keep you posted. (laughs) I hope this episode has inspired you, dear listener, into wanting to create your own wheel of the year. If you have any questions or comments or ideas on what you would include, feel free to drop us a line either on our Instagram at knitaspell or via email at knitaspellpodcast at gmail.com. Rachel, you've been a delight and such a great sport for being with us at the end of the year, at the beginning of the year. How much more time can we monopolize from you? Seriously. I think about you all year long, so it's awesome. And this book, The Scent of Lemon and Rosemary is Mm -hmm. legit. Get it from Llewellyn, get it from your local bookseller or wherever you get your books and follow Rachel on Instagram. Yes. Idiorhythmic. And we will have everything linked in our show notes, including her website, her Patreon, all the good stuff, even our past episodes that we've had Rachel on so that you can get to it. Easy peasy. One of our favorite guests, Rachel. I just love hanging out with you and having you on. Yeah. Thank Thank you you so much for having me back. This has been great. Before we go, do you have anything happening in 2023 that you'd like to let our listeners know about? I do have my third book is coming out at the end of the year. It is called The Natural Homes Wheel of the Year. It is cooking, decorating, celebrating, and magic for all of the Sabbaths, crafts and recipes, and ways to celebrate for each of the Sabbaths. That's the big thing that's happening this year so far that I know of. 
the year's young. There may be more coming up. I guess I'm we're sure. just going to have you on indefinitely. That's right. Twice a year, forever. Sorry Excellent. about it. <laughs> the Martha Stewart of witchcraft. I told mm, you. I'm yeah. definitely trying. And then eventually Martha Stewart will come after me for copyright infringement. And then it'll no. be a whole thing. And but then I'll be like, oh, you noticed me. <laughs> you noticed me, Senpai. There's no such thing as bad press. She's just gonna want you to work with her and Snoop Dogg's next collaboration. It'll be some like witchy wine wonderfulness. We and, need yes. thing, yeah. yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, let's speak that into manifestation there. For sure. Very good. We'll keep you posted, <laughs> wine, everybody. Wine, witches. That's right. <laughs> 2023 is gonna be a good year, I can tell. Until next week, thank you again, Rachel and Jim. I'll see you then. Bye, thank everybody. You. Bye. Thanks, for, Thanks listening. for listening. If you enjoyed the show, consider sharing it with a friend, leaving a review on iTunes and Spotify, or following Knit a Spell on Instagram. You can also subscribe to the Light from Lantern YouTube channel to enjoy full episodes of Knit a Spell and see our happy faces. You can also learn more about readings, classes, and events going on with your favorite maker of magic, James Divine, by visiting thedivinehand.com and subscribing to his newsletter. Then follow Jim's fun and interactive Instagram account at Divine Hand Jim. Keep up with Katie, the magical maker, by subscribing to her newsletter at lightfromlantern.com. You'll receive a free knitting pattern as a thank you gift. Then follow Katie on Instagram at lightfromlantern for even more magical making tips. See you See next, next week. week.